So if, you, uh, if you're familiar at all with the Bible, then a story about something special happening or someone special that begins with there's an old couple who were good people and they were not able to have kids, you automatically know what's going to happen. It's a trope. It's a, it's a theme. Now, that doesn't mean it's common, but it happens a couple of times, enough that you can kind of see a pattern here. Zechariah is an old priest. Uh, in, granted, he's in like the least of the divisions or the few divisions that remain after the exile and many years of war and all, the, all of that. But he's an old priest. He's been around the block. He knows what to do. So when an angel appears to him, he's, of course, terrified because angels are quite scary. They're, they're not like little cherub babies with wings or tall, slender, androgynous people-looking things with perfect white wings. They, um, they aren't described very often in the Bible, but when they are, they, they're like made of fire, like at least one kind is. Like, they're, they're really scary. So his, his response there is totally appropriate. Like, sorry, this is the scariest moment of my life, and then Gabriel's got to, like, calm him down, talk him off the ledge or something like that. That makes perfect sense. But when Gabriel starts to explain that he's going to have a son and he's got to, like, abstain from alcohol, not because the Bible's anti-alcohol, but because he's going to be set apart, like a Nazarite is what it's called, from birth, which means super special, uh, and, and all of these other things, Zechariah's response of, how's that going to happen? I'm old and my wife's old, is kind of dumb. He's an old priest. He's heard the stories from his birth, especially of, uh, of, of Father Abraham, who, for whom God did the exact same thing. I, now, well, we're going to talk, not next week, but the week after, about Mary, because her case is kind of like the exact opposite. But for Zechariah's case, the question comes up of, what can we expect God to do? Now, uh, for, for Zechariah, of course, uh, Gabriel says, all right, you're going to have a little verbal timeout uh, until everything kind of you know, comes to pass. Uh, I'm not the originator of this idea, but at least somebody has floated the idea of maybe that's how she got pregnant. He finally stopped talking. Um, but... They say that one of the um, best indicators of what somebody is going to do in the future is by looking at what they did in the past. And I'm not talking about Zechariah, I'm talking about God. Again, in two weeks, when we look at Mary, we'll be asking the question, what happens when God does something completely unexpected? But for now, we deal with kind of the opposite. 
Um, first off, with that in mind, congratulations. You have survived everything that you have encountered up until now. It's sometimes weird to think about it like that, though, isn't it? And when we're in the moment, like the big moments, the, the tragic moments, the hard moments, the scary moments, uh, your brain kind of shuts down and you forget until you can get just a little bit of perspective and you see, you know what? God brought me through that too. When was the last time you were really afraid, deeply concerned? When was the last time it seemed like things were falling apart? You're here. And depending on how long ago it was, I'd be willing to bet that given a little distance and a little perspective, something about what happened then has been redeemed in a very special way. A way that wouldn't have happened if you were able to avoid whatever happened before. God has this funny thing where he, he never promises to just take you away from suffering. But if we take seriously the cosmic story of Jesus dying in our place, taking on death, and being raised from the dead three days later, then embedded somewhere in there is this promise that whatever we do encounter and whatever suffering we endure, God can redeem. That doesn't dismiss, that doesn't downplay, that doesn't try to explain away anything. But it does add another layer of richness. So for Zechariah, uh, he and his wife, good people, his response should have been, wow, just like Abraham, just like Hannah and Elkanah, just like Samson's parents, I can't even remember their names or if they're named. See, when, when, you, when you learn to see your past through a, a, the lens of redemption, what you can start to develop is a sense of trust. No matter how hard and how dark, how wild things were at that point, here you are. God has seen you through. Which means it's probably fair to say that wherever you are right now, as things fall apart, as the days are really short, and things are uncertain, and relationships are getting tricky and sticky, and health is not a good thing right now, well... If past actions are good predictors of future behavior, I think what you have is something coming close to a promise. 
that the one who invades creation by sending his own son in all the vulnerability that that entails, the one who sends his son to take on death and sin and destruction because he loves you, the one that we celebrate, then maybe, just maybe, like times past, he has promised to see you through. And everything that he sees through and everything that Jesus touches is redeemed because that's what he does. Amen.